I didn't know she did this, bro. Yeah, because you don't know what the fuck it is. You talk, dog. <laughs> Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome back again. We gonna get this shit right. <laughs> I promise. I swear to you. <laughs> you know why? Because we nah. ain't giving up. Nope. And uh, nope. for those of you who won't know, we just yeah. spoke solid for two minutes. Yes, sir. Realizing that the record button wasn't hit. Hey, man, but we back. We hey, here. Thank God we, uh, we caught it in two minutes yeah. and not 20. We've done that too, so it's all good, We done, done that too, man. It's a process, bro. Yeah. Um, so we did a clubhouse last night, just kind of preparing for the conversation today, yep. just around this whole concept of value and knowing your worth and what kind of things impact that. If it's a, if it's a concept or, a, or something that you're creating for yourself or that you're using the outside world to kind of measure against. So... Um, I thought I thought we did a good job. You know, we spent about an hour on there. Yeah, but first, I'm life. Yeah, yeah, we did do that in that two minutes. Yeah, I'm James. Two and a fork podcast, man. We 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 back again. Um, yes, but yeah. So you said we spent about a good solid hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good conversation too. Clubhouse is is interesting, man, because it's a way to really connect to people. In a uh, in a very uh, inclusive way, right? It's a it's an interesting thing, man. It's, it's relatively new, but it's interesting. So, back to what you're saying about the value. Let's go ahead. I just want to I just want to make sure we define terms so we know what we talk about when we speak of of value in 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 in, in, in a creative arena. What all that means and how all that works. So, we're creative people. Yep. And we interact with a lot of creatives. Some, you know, yep. and, and so. Yeah, I think, creative meaning DJs, uh, visual artists, uh, producers, photographers, uh, photographers, writers, uh, artists, singers. singers, all everything, everything creative that it is, we, we interact with. Yep. And. And a lot of us are doing, are moving through that space and creating with trying to balance between the idea of this thing that we have inside of us that we want to share with the world. Uh And then how do we monetize it and kind of like make a living off of it. And so when we're talking about, from my perspective, what is your worth? And it's hard for me it's hard for me to tell somebody else what the definition of it is. But right. I, think, I think for me, understanding my worth and my value as it relates to um, the products that I create and what I bring forth into the world, I right. think it's more about determining what my objective is first. Yeah. And and making sure that I'm aligning with people 
and with things and energies that kind of allow me to bring that to bring that forward. We'll talk about that a little bit when you say your objective, because I want to make this again. We we we, you know, a lot of who our tribe is, a lot of creators. And I want to make sure that we're clear in in the terms that we're using so that if they want to apply these sorts of conversations in their own existences, then they're clear. So when you say your objective, when you say it depends on you what your objective is, talk, give me an example of that. So why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I doing it to make money? Uh-huh. Am I doing it because there's something inside of me that I need to get out? Uh-huh. And am I doing it because um, I was told to do it? Uh-huh. Like, what's driving me to do this thing? Now, is that does that include you're doing it um, because you're trying to build a bigger thing? Like, you 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 do this thing to sort of open up the door to a bigger thing, or does that matter? That is, that could be that okay. could be a part of the vision, right? Because I, I think. And I think we're going to tiptoe around a lot of parts of it. Because <laughs> I, I think back a lot about DJing. Yep. Yeah, and that's what we're closest to. Yeah, so. and, and when you give somebody your rate, uh-huh. how do you determine that rate? Yep. And what are you basing that rate on? Yep. Are you saying it's going to be $150 an hour because somebody else is doing it for $100 an hour? Right. Is this what the market is bearing? Right. Um, am I doing it for $100 an hour because I know somebody else out there would do it for $125 an hour? Right. Or will I do it for free just yeah. to get in the door? Yeah. Like, yeah. There, there's a certain perception of value that we have on ourselves that yep. I think is reflected in the decisions that we make Yep. to take these jobs on. Yep. Um, and we know yep. enough people, bro, who, and we talk a lot about it, like, how'd you come up with that number? Yeah. Or maybe somebody's charging $500 an hour, yeah. and we'll sit back and look at them, and we'll say, oh, they ain't worth $500 an hour. I'm like, well, what the fuck? If they, <laughs> if they said they were $500 an hour, and they got $500 an hour, yeah. or they got $4,000 for a two-hour sh- to show up for yeah. two hours. Yeah. I mean, but, it, it, dog, this is, this is a complex, complicated... And I'm pretty sure it crosses all creative lines. Because yeah. you could you could have a market, right, that bears like a corporate market bears a lot more money than a uh, sort of a nightclub market for a lot of different reasons. But the skill set or what you or the deliverable is the same. Like if I go, if I do a corporate party, right, I'm going to play pretty much the same types of music, you know what I'm saying, that I would in, in a particular club setting. So how do you set your price for that? So, so that's what I'm saying. So the corporate, of course, is going to be more, right? You're going to charge, I mean, you're going to get more. This expectation is, is different. Um, is that truer to the the price that we should be charging, right? And the nightclub, of course, is cheaper. They're gonna pay cheaper because I don't know. Is it the market? It's not the market because they make tons of dough. But it's the market in terms of there are DJs who do it for so cheap. 
it drives the prices down. Right? So, so, so do we accept that and say, fuck that, my price is my price? So we know that we accept it as right. DJs. Right. But in the culture, we, we know we do. But it's a lot of reasons. So you accept it sometimes because it's weekly, right? You're a resident. So that, that will sort of make, in your mind, it makes up for it in, over time. Or you accept it because now you feel like you're getting in the door of this thing that you could turn into something bigger. So, so that goes back to what I was saying before about depending on what your objective is. Right. Because but, but should that matter, though? That's my question. That's always been my question. What, what, what your objective? Yeah. I don't, and, and, and because it's an individual thing, I think that's why I wanted to have the conversation because right. there are people who look at their value in an hourly, from an hourly perspective. Right. So they might say, I make $50 an hour at my regular job right and so they see their value from an hourly perspective uh-huh. so when they go out and dj they're uh-huh. saying well shit i'm making 50 dollars an hour at my regular job uh-huh. if somebody will pay me 50 dollars an hour to dj i'll do that but I- and, and so and the next thing you know they're doing a four-hour gig for 200 bucks <laughs> Because that's the logic that they use for their value. Right. I don't... Yes, that's that's clean. Um, But I think that as creatives, our... What we do is... Is an art. Just like if you were a singer or a a painter or whatever, whatever you are, dog. Whatever you are as a creative. That bears a different... Seemingly bears a different number than if you just fucking work at uh, um, at the post office, you know what I'm saying, sorting mail. So that seems to bear a different... You would think, but right. that's still not the logic that people use. Right. And so, and which gets us back to how do you determine exactly. the value of yep. that? Yep. So... Yep. Because some people just want access and they'll say, I'll do this for whatever reason. They'll make a concession. But I don't think that there's an internal conversation that people are having beforehand that says, this is me. This is who I am. Yes. And this, because your value really isn't based on what someone pays you. I don't think it can be a reflection of it, but it doesn't, it's not the defining characteristic. There are a bunch of, sloppy motherfuckers getting <laughs> trillions of dollars. Yeah. And, and, I'm exaggerating, obviously, but, right, right, but, but, but right. that might not be a reflection of the effort that they put into their work yeah. or, or, you know, a lot of things. And so or the talent, let's, let's just keep it or real. even, or even the talent. So, so you're saying, and which is absolutely true that you could be, um, and again, I'm bringing it back to DJing cause that's, that's what I know. You could be a super talented uh, you can cross, you can check all the boxes. You can read the crowd. You can, your parties are jumping. You, you bring people to the party, all the things you check and go into a space and get the same number as a motherfucker who a just starting out B has no, re- I mean, they can p- 
put records together, but they have no real concept of building a night. Yeah. I mean, t- in terms of what you play in and how the flow of your night. But they get the same number mm-hmm. because that's what the market. So, in, and again, in D.C., I don't know, you know, where people are. In D.C., you got these chunks or, or chunks of markets in different spots throughout the area because D.C. and DMV includes Maryland, Virginia. So you got these clumps, right? And each of those clumps has, you know, maybe five or six different places that have DJs that all sort of carry the same number, right? Sometimes there are placement agencies involved. Sometimes there's all kinds of other things that drive that market. But you're saying that no matter what, your price, what is your price? What What are you willing to take, are you willing to take that? Or are you like, fuck that, that's not, that's not in my price range, I'm, I'm not gonna be a part of that. And I, yes, and I think that sometimes, knowing your price ahead of time. Right. And I was talking to my godson about this. Yeah. Because he's talking about getting into this music stuff. And uh-huh. I told him, know your price uh-huh. before you make a dollar. Yeah. That way, yeah. because Things can go in so many different directions. So quickly. And so quickly. Yep. And you will be willing to make so many concessions as yep. you go through the process yep. that you might actually lose sight and look back and be like, damn, I've been getting taken advantage of this whole time. And really, because you didn't understand what your price was, and price is a subjective thing. Price yep. could be relating to time. Yep. It could be related to energy. Yep. It could be related to what your um, willing to compromise from a moral perspective yep. because sometimes because that that's a piece of it too yep. in this DJing and in this art stuff like yep. we yep. got to deal with some racial shit in yep. a lot of cases a and lot sometimes of, a lot of cases and sometimes we'll 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 put up with shit yep. some rape and and so what is the cost what is your what is the cost for that right and just to be in these spaces yeah. and so the concept for me of knowing your worth and defining what it is for yourself. Right. Because if we live, if we're in the D.C. area, as an example, well, not an example, shit, we are. We're in the D.C. area. If we know that spot A is paying $300 Uh for a Friday night, Uh and you don't feel in your heart that you you feel like you deserve more than $300, do you take the $300? Or do you say, well, I'm just going to go ahead and be clean and do my thing over on this side and wait until I can build up to get $300, to get to get $500 or whatever it is that I feel that I deserve? Do right. you start moving in, in other ways right. so that you can justify what you feel or so that you can, yeah, so that you can justify getting what it is that you actually want? Yeah. And do you, and do you, the, the key to that is, do you say... I'm not doing that and and sacrifice the the night and just to say I'm I'm I I my line is here. I'm not doing that. I'd rather not do nothing and build towards something else. Or do you say, hey, I'm gonna take this while I build towards something else? Because the slippery slope is once you take it, dog, that's it. That's where you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Once you and that goes to what you were talking about when you set your price. Once you lower that price, that's, that's what a motherfucker feel like he can pay you. And you're teaching people how to treat you. That's right. You're teaching them how to engage you yep. and, how to, and how to 
determine your value. Yep. Because yep. everything ain't got to be a goddamn deal. Yep. Everything ain't got to be a discount. Yeah. But yeah. for some, and I think this is where um, creatives get taken advantage of the most. Because yeah. a lot of this shit we would do for free. Yeah. I would DJ for free yeah. because I love to do it. Yeah. And so how do you put a value on something that you would do for free? Right. To a point to where it it reflects who you are, yeah. your worth, your yeah. commitment, your yeah. investment into that. Because I think yeah. a part of it, too, for me is I know my worth based on how much I have personally invested into that thing. Right. Time which helps otherwise. Time, yeah. money, yeah. practicing, yeah. whatever what, whatever the shit is. Yeah. Just even whatever what you get to determine what that is. Yep. But the people who I feel like I'll stop there. Yeah. But see, it, dog, it, it's layered because you have, and I'm pretty sure this is with, again, this is with creative across the board a lot of the times. You have, you know, sometimes you're dealing directly with the club. Sometimes you're dealing with a promoter. Sometimes you're dealing with another DJ that's dealing with a promoter that's dealing with the club. So there's a lot of pieces that are wrapped around, uh, what price you set. So, and then you still in with long-term relationships where motherfuckers is like, hey man, do this for, you know what I'm saying? And then you determine based on, <clears throat> I mean, it's a lot of factors, but as a, as a general rule, and like you said, we've, I mean, I've, we both have done, like, if, if someone we like or know is having a party and they want the crew to come and we just do our thing, I don't really expect no, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Unless it's otherwise worked out beforehand. Because I'm just going to, if I'm not working, then I'm just going to enjoy myself. That's part of me enjoying myself. Yeah. So, um, as a general practice, you know, it's hard to set a, a hard and fast number to which you, because you could believe that your value is X dollars, right? But the market at the time might not be willing to give you X dollars. Do you say, I'm holding out until I can get my number? Or do you say, okay, I need to do this to work towards my own number? Bro, I think I just fucking figured it out. Let me hear it. Let that fire, whatever, go by side. Here's the thing. Yeah. The outside should have zero fucking input into uh -huh. what your value is. Hmm. Zero. Mm -hmm. You determine your value. If you getting a million dollars for a three hour gig, <laughs> or if you getting 30, <laughs> you could still know what you're worth. And I think the exercise of trying to put the value, to make the value based on a number is probably the wrong move Be because the coldest motherfucking DJs I know uh -huh. ain't getting what they should be getting. Absolutely not. But that don't mean that they don't know their value. And that don't mean that they're not worth whatever that number is. Because it... And, and, and so, the, and so the concept of knowing your worth 
could be related to what your relationship is to your craft. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I do. And so I know my worth in this arena because I know how much I practice. Yeah. I know how much I dig. I know how much I try to be creative in right. all of these ways that a single motherfucker might have zero idea about. Right. I know when I start, why I start this song, get this song. I know the flow. I know the vibe. Like, but that, but that, that's clean. That as a value to you might, and a lot of times, not even might, a lot of times, um, is not the value of whatever venue you're working on. But, and that's why when you know your worth, you can, it don't matter. Fuck the, the venue probably more than likely don't. The venue probably don't know the difference between you, a third grader with a, <laughs> with a, a USB powered controller and some algorithm where they, oh, where, where, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. The venue probably has no idea. Absolutely. But the fact that you got $30,000 in goddamn vinyl, yeah. you've been spinning yeah. for 25 years, yeah. you know the ins and outs, and you are extremely intimate with your music, with yeah. your crates, and you know what's what. Yeah. The venue don't get to determine that. And, 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 and I think that's what, I think that's what I'm saying. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And all, I mean, all of that boils down to, dog, if, if you set your value and you're going to places that don't see your, don't meet you at your value, then you're in the wrong places. And most of us are. And, and I take that, let's, let's, I take, I would say, let's take it out of creative spaces. Let's take it into other technology like coding like if you have a certain skill set in coding in a certain language or creating you know um creating these applications in a certain language your number it varies but not much like if you in this in us of a if you doing work in San Francisco, if you're doing work in Chicago, if you're doing work in wherever, DC, that number for that thing, that knowledge does not vary too much. The living expenses may vary, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And all kinds of other stuff, but that number for what that is doesn't vary. But once you get into the international markets, that number varies a lot. Like you can get a motherfucker could be charging a hundred dollars an hour. You can go somewhere else in the on this planet and get the same work for thirty dollars an hour. That the value of what they do isn't changing, right? Is the space, the market space. So you have to say, okay, well, if this market, if these clubs or this promoter or this uh placement agency does not meet my number, then I need to go somewhere else. And what are you willing to sacrifice? That's another part of it. And what that, are you willing and, to sacrifice for that number? And, and, and I think that's where the fine line is. If 
Because when I'm talking about, and I'm glad we had the conversation, man, because I was, I, was, I was struggling in the beginning. And I think that as we're talking about it and blowing out some of these ideas, that it's helping me understand that it's really about what my relationship is to myself and the work that I am putting into that thing. Right. Because, because the value is subjective in the same way that anything else is. Yep. There's, and so if your value, your value can't be as it relates to you, it has to be a very specific thing. So if you are the kind of motherfucker that is cool with being called nigga just so you could get a gig, <laughs> or being treated a very, very, very specific way, you see what I'm saying? Like, yep. maybe yeah. even if you're getting paid $50 million, yeah. you might not know your value. Yeah. You might not know your true worth. Yeah. Because... When we're putting numbers to some of it, I think, we're really reducing, we're playing the game. Yeah. We, 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 we've signed up to play the game mm. of labeling, putting price tags on shit like it's a commodity. Mm -hmm. And this is why I think you can have one artist charge $10,000 for a painting or $1,000 for a painting. Right. Or $25,000 for a painting. Or right. two fifty, dollars right. Because the materials are the same. Yep. It's the work in and of itself is subjective. But mm -hmm. how do you go to that artist and you look at him and you, I made this thing right here. And I was like, hey, yo, James, how much you want to pay for this? Now, I can look at this, bro. And I could say, give me $20,000. Yeah. And you would look at me and you'd be like, you would look at me and be like, you don't even feel like that's worth 20000 He just said that. <laughs> or I could be like, this is 20000 Yeah. And you'd be like, damn, he really thinks that that's twenty. Yeah. Why, is, why does he think? And then the next thing you know, you start, but because there's something inside of me that made this, that gave this value. Right. Yeah. And, and I got to make it whatever I wanted to make it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you don't take it, you don't take it. Right. But I know what it's worth because I said that it's worth that. Right. But so another, the other part of this conversation, and dog, I, that's clean. Another part of this conversation is why do we not feel like whatever that value is, is what that value is? Why? What's inside of us to say that always wants to... Uh, rationalize and make excuses for taking taking less than we know we're worth or looking to um okay i'm gonna do this to get to the next thing okay i'm gonna accept this this fucking this motherfucker screwing i'm gonna accept it because i'm looking to a bigger picture what what fear. what makes us fit fear fear of what fear I don't know. I think the fear could vary. And I, but I think a lot of it has to do with fear of not knowing. The fear that is created from the uncertainty mm. of... Because there's a space that mm -hmm. exists between where you are mm -hmm. and where you want to be. Mm -hmm. Now, that shit could be filled with struggle. Mm -hmm. It could be filled with pain. Right. It could be filled with joy. 
It could be filled with contentment. Right. Whatever it is, and, and, we, and we have more examples of our lives of living a life in contentment than we do one of mystery and of unknown. Right. Because unknown is scary. And yeah. so when you've got that space now, when you're at that present moment and somebody says, how much do you want for that thing? Right. All you're trying to do is make that space as more, as, as certain as you possibly can. Right. And the way that you do that is reduce the barriers. And sometimes price can be a barrier. Yeah. But when really it's just your perception of it. And so it's easier for us to just say, hey, man, just give me 500 for that. Yeah. When you really want to charge 5,000. Right. Because if you, if you, if you stick to 5,000, that space might be a little bit more wider because you got to wait to find somebody who's going to pay you 5000 Right. And you're not comfortable doing that because you don't believe that you're worth it. Mm. Mm. So. And if you say you do, and you, but, but you never put yourself in a position to prove or to validate that, then you don't really feel it. And I think that we do that in a lot of different aspects um, of our lives, dog. Even when we're working, you know, you're nine to five. Even as professionals, you know what I'm saying, quote unquote, we go into these spaces, A, not really negotiating what we feel like we're worth in the beginning to get the job, right? We always feel like that we are like, we are lucky to be in these spaces. You know what I'm saying? So we move not in a, not in a confident way around whatever. So we don't go in there and be like, I want X or I want, you know what I'm saying? We go into really accepting whatever they, they give us. And that goes into, so as creatives, we think the same way. We, we undervalue because we want that immediate gig. Like we want, like if somebody is like, we like, all right, $1,000. And they're like, man, I, I give you 300. And, and because we want that gig, we'll be like, all right. You know what I'm saying? We accept it instead of saying, nah, man, my number is my number. And, and when you do that, I know one dude told me, I remember a guy, and I don't want to say his name, he asked me what I wanted for a Friday night, and I told him. And he was like, ain't nobody getting that. And I was like, well, I am here. I'm going to get it, right. or I ain't going to get it. But right. So he was like, nobody's getting that. Right. XYZ person don't even get that. Yeah. And I was like, well, if that's what they're accepting, yeah. then that's what they're accepting. Yeah. This is what I need. Yeah. And... People move and accommodate in some ways once they understand what your value, what when they know that you know your worth, right. they engage with you differently. Right. They might not like it because right. ultimately they saying they're telling themselves that they can't afford you. But you right. gotta be willing, and a part of knowing your worth is being is, is being able to walk away. That's clean. 
you got to be able to walk away and you got to have enough confidence in yourself that you'll be okay. Yep. And that if you stick to it and rather than spend your time. Yeah. Lowering your value in a space that doesn't serve you, you could be spending that time perfecting your craft and putting yourself in a position to actually get what you want. Because other than other 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 than that, bro, you just horn yourself out. Yeah, and and dog, we are And that's clean too, by the way. And I yeah. don't wanna cause horse? Horse. Horse gotta eat too, dog. But I, I get the the idea that um, I am I am building something. So I'm gonna take these small chunks until I can build um, maybe it's maybe I can build an audience to have my own parties, you know what I'm saying, and get whatever it is. And that make that lets me be the master of however it works. Whether it's good or bad, whatever money I get, it's on me how I hustle to get it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm building to that. Maybe I mean there's a lot of different reasons, but we can, as a person who has a who sets their own values, we cannot accept or we shouldn't accept what uh, what a market would forces on us just because it forces it. Because I guarantee you, dog, and this is the other part of that. In, in, the, in this nightlife space, these places are making a lot of money off mm-hmm. you. Like they are making tens of thousands of dollars off you every time you play, if you're decent. Not if you're exceptional, not if you're, you know what I'm saying, good as shit, if you're just serviceable, decent. They're making a lot of money. And for them, for whoever involved, to pay you $200, they are screwing you because that's what they can do. That's what they can do. Because they can. Because they're making money. They're making a tons of money in, in these spaces. And we ain't talking about places that you pay to get in. I'm talking about the average club, bar, whatever it is, making $10,000, $20,000 every night, dog. I mean, every weekend. Friday and Saturday yeah. night. And they are giving you $200 because they can. Right? And that is, dog. And that drives the, fucks up the market because now the people who feel like they deserve more can't get it because you always got somebody in the shadows like, I'll do it for 200 But we have people, and, I, and so some people want to go out just so that they can get the exposure. Yes. Right? There's, and, and some he, people just do it as a side hustle that they just like to do it. They got a nine to five job and, and they th- just do it just all right, cool. And, I and this it. goes back to the I make $50 an hour at my job. Exactly. So I'll go DJ for $200 for $50 an hour from 10 to 2 yep. at a spot. And they'll make ten, fifteen thousand dollars. Yep. And so if they if you come along and say, man, I need a grand for that. Yeah, yeah. I need a grand to do to yeah. do four hours. If I yeah. go, grand, I could pay your boy 200 and like you said, decent. Yeah. And he's happy as a pig and shit because he's getting his fifty dollars an hour, yep. which is what he gets at his regular job. Yep. And he's and he's and he's spinning records. And so, and that's why I think it goes back to what 
Because I think a part of me, a part of it too, man, goes back to the people I know who, what is your relationship to your craft, to what it is that, that you, to who you are? Yeah. And, and that will determine what your worth is. Yes. And there's always going to be a reason to do it for less. But you'll know what that is. But do you think that a lot of times, especially with a lot of these artists, uh, they don't understand their value or their relationship? They know what they do. Because a lot of times, man, artists, just like creatives, they look at their creations and they can always pick holes in it. They don't think it is good enough. They always feel like, so maybe they don't really understand. They don't. A lot of times we don't see what we've done as that shit right there was amazing. And we and we and we compare it to what other people are our peers and yes. our colleagues are doing. Yes. So if I'm making if I'm DJing and I'm trying to get $500 and I'm sitting back and looking at somebody who's been DJing for 20 years and right. they only getting $400. Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, damn." I need to ask for three. Yeah. But this is why it goes back to your, yeah. your, your internal conversation. Yeah. Because it is art. Yes. And, and, and sometimes, bro, we will even sit back and another piece on top of it, we'll judge people for getting what they asked for. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll be like, oh, well, they can't do that, especially in the, in the female DJ arena, right? right? And right. there's a lot of conversations about you know, how this DJ, you know, uses these particular assets, might be like, you know, tight clothes or whatever. Yeah. Like when you're selling a persona or a package and yeah. you know your worth, maybe your worth for you individually. I'm not yeah. saying it's right or wrong, but I'm yeah. just saying like as the individual, yeah, I go to the gym. You know, I didn't spend 15 grand on some titties and <laughs> on some cosmetic stuff. That's an investment. And in, in, in what it is that I'm doing. So yeah. maybe maybe my DJ skills might not be that good. Yeah. Or or as good. They might be decent. But right. if I can go out and get gigs in that way because I'm marketing in that value, but we will compare ourselves yep. to those people yeah. when there's no comparison really to any of it. Right. So so and that's a, that's that's a deeper question, man. That's that's deep. That so when we when we get these gigs, we think because we're uh, on some levels purists that we think it's about the skill set of spinning records, right? When it's, that is a part of it, right? Maybe 20% or maybe it's the last 20%. There are other things that make up why people, certain people get these gigs and other people don't. And if you don't want to play that game, that's the game. Then yep. that's not a metric that you use yep. because you get to be whatever the fuck you want to be. Yeah. If you, you want to be a purist, bro, if you are a vinyl only right. motherfucker, yeah. you look at people who walk in with computers yeah. like yeah. assholes, <laughs> like cheaters. <laughs> Let's say you do that. Yeah. You get to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That that's fine, but but when you but when you see me go out with my laptop, right, and get a grand, yeah, and you running around figuring why why you can't get three hundred and four hundred, <laughs> don't get mad at me. 
Yeah, and that's we're the, not we're not playing the same game. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. So you have, as a purist, if you're walking around with crates, you can't go. You can't expect to walk into the motherfucking latest bottle club uh, VIP, whatever the fuck it is, and think you're gonna walk in there and play uh, MF Doom and Dilla records all night. That's not what that's set up for, and you shouldn't want. That's not your scene. Right? So you can't be like, yeah, you know, these motherfuckers don't want to. Nah, that's not your scene. You need to find your scene. And if your scene don't exist, then you need to create your scene. You can't expect that to bend to what you want because that ain't what they, that's not their, that's not the scene. And I think we do that a lot between each other. Yes. Because it's like, and I respect it all, bro. Yeah, for sure. Like, I didn't start on vinyl. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I wish I had, you know, now that I understood it a little bit more, right. you know, I made some shortcuts. Right. And and it wasn't until I actually started learning a lot more and realizing and going back, like, damn, like, there's this whole other world yeah. that exists that I wasn't really paying attention to. Right. But I've grown, I've developed I have a love and appreciation and I adore the brothers and the sisters who fuck with that and, yeah. and primarily prefer to. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's a lost art yeah. in a lot of respects. Yeah. Um, but if that's the game that you're playing, like you know your value in that space yep. and, and, and don't compare it yep. to some ass and titties yeah. who are getting gigs <laughs> Because of X, Y, Z. They've right. got, because they're playing a totally separate game. Yeah. But and everybody gets to play. Yep. And that is, and, and, and there, everybody gets to play and there's room for everybody. If whatever it is, wherever you fit on the spectrum of, of, of DJing, there's a room, there's room for you. There's a lane for you to be in. If you just want to do all of them, there are parties that just do all of You can have your own and, and motherfuckers will come. Also, it's like any other art form. I mean, people enter it in different areas. I know kids who enter into fine arts using uh, the stylus on that little pad thing, right? They don't know oils from, from, from any other canvases. They don't know that shit. But eventually, they will get to that. And that's fine. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell a motherfucker who ain't never had to the reason why vinyl DJs use vinyl because that's all there was, right? But there is a progression. There's a path that you can get to that. If, you're, if you love it, right, and if you love the art form, eventually you're going to make your way to that. And you can't fault anybody for whatever, wherever they fit in the path. You know what I'm saying? You should be encouraging them. If you love vinyl, if that's your thing, you should be, okay, man, try here, man, here's a record. Try listening to this joint. Listen, listen to how it sounds, how it feels, what it, what happens. You know what I'm saying? And they'll they'll eventually get there. They'll love it because it's part of what you do. If they love the craft. And so a part of knowing your worth is knowing who you are. Yeah, man, that's tough. And knowing where you fit and how you fit and that's if tough. you fit. That's tough. Yep. Because. You might not fit, and not fitting is a beautiful motherfucking thing. Yeah, and 
it's harder to not fit. Yeah. But if you don't, I love you for it. Yeah. And I respect you for it. Yep. And I want to see you grow. And yeah. so that because if you don't fit that, you might grow into something that other things start to fit in with you. Yeah, I, so I, I, I encourage yeah. that. But yeah. but knowing your worth is 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 understanding that. And most of the time yep. when you and I, everybody I know from producers to singers to artists, when you ask them how much is something, how much something is. There's a part of the conversation that equates to what somebody else is charging for their shit. Right. And what it a, a part of that is a part of the conversation. Yeah, that's so, the market. Huh? That's the market. That's the market. Yeah. And and maybe because there's the value of it, and then there's also the emotional and moral cost of with, with it as well. And that's a piece that can't be missed. Yep. Because all of that shit maps in to what your worth is right. but it you can either choose to you can either choose to assign your a part of your value relative to what everybody else is doing right. or you could say that this is me and this is how I'm moving right let me ask you this so uh like I said man last week I started rereading uh miseducation of a of, of a negro mm -hmm. and in a piece of it it talks about how black people uh, devalue themselves in comparison to white people. So if, and I see it in, in creative spaces, right? When you see a white fine artist and he has, he's in a gallery and his shit is on the wall and you see that price tag on there, you don't, like, you don't want kind of buck at it you expect you know if you have any knowledge of the art space at all it's something that whatever it is you expect it but when we see us and i don't know whether it's because we know the person or we know of the person or we whatever that we tend to not we as in us because we have a different understanding but i mean i think people tend to have a different sort of look at what the price is they want to hook up when it comes to black artists. And, and is, that, is that a piece, is that a familiarity piece? Or is that a piece of, you know, anything that, that white people do is, is seen at a higher value still yeah. to what black people do? And that go, I mean, DJs, it doesn't matter. It goes across the board. They're seen as a different commodity than a black DJ. And that's why knowing your worth has to be an internal thing. And we need to, as, a, as, as creatives totally, we need to get a different relationship with our worth than we currently have. Yeah. And that's part of knowing it. Collectively, we need to, and we need to be encouraging to these dudes who we, and the, again, dog, this goes against, the creative in our lives, man, the creative people in our lives, we need to be encouraging them that your shit is amazing, dog. You should be, you on par with whoever's doing this the best. Yeah. You're right there with them. So your value is that. Whatever their value is, that's what your value is. And, and, I, and I was watching the video you said the other day, uh, or that we had the other day, and you were, uh, we post, I posted a clip about it. 
And you're saying it's not necessarily all about buying anything and support them. A part of it is about yeah. buying. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And especially with us and this music shit. Absolutely. We got motherfuckers that want you to send them something yeah. or yeah. to do this or that and the yeah. third. When yeah, it's like, right. I can know you. I can you're love right. you. I can be your people. Yeah. Dude. I could get anything from Terrell. Yeah. I still buy yep. his music. Yeah. I can get yep. anything from Nate. Yeah. I still buy his music. I subscribe. Yeah. Monthly. Yeah. To Rome, stylists yeah. and shit. Yeah. Not because I have to. Right. But I value what these people are doing, and right. I'm supporting. And right. I'm not saying I'm not putting my shit out there to say that to try to you know pat myself on the back or nothing. Right. But you know. If we're around these people, yeah. the best thing that we can do for them yeah. is to support them by buying their shit yeah. and not always asking for a goddamn discount. <laughs> hey, man, you might, if, I, if I bought this, can you send this one my way? Because most times, because <laughs> what you find, bro, are the people who do that are the people who have a very um, challenging relationship with money. Sometimes... Because because they're always coming from a position of scarcity. Like they don't, like they're lacking something. So they're always looking for ways to get around shit. And so they're in a perpetual state of struggle. But do you think that that is, because I know people who do that who really, well, I think you had, you, you hit it. You said have their relationship with money. Not necessarily whether they have it or not, but their relationship to it. Because yeah. even if you have it, you're so scared of losing it that you hold on to it so tight. And I, but here's the thing though. It's people who who will spend five, six hundred dollars on tickets to see someone, right? But they won't come or support people who who are right next to them. Like they won't spend ten dollars on this or come to the club and just walk through, buy a drink, two, five dollars. Six, buy a beer, say what's up to your man, and then you can just leave. They, but they'll go, they'll drive way out to wherever, spend two, three hundred dollars per ticket to go see whoever, and then drive way back. So I think it's a combination of both because supporting could also be just logging into Twitch yeah. and seeing somebody's shit. Yeah. That doesn't cost you anything but nope. some time, right? Yep. And and for me, sometimes that's the piece that I think I struggle with the most at times because, you know, especially with us trying to get this shit off the ground, yeah, yeah. like there's time constraints in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and so there is a commitment that you got to have in those ways because sometimes you can also default and be lazy with, oh, yeah. well, let me just buy it. Yeah. Like you could just buy your way. And sometimes that ain't what your people actually need. Right. Maybe they need you to just tap in on one of the Twitch videos yeah. and say, hey, look, I see you doing your thing. Yeah. You're doing yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then maybe maybe that's their form of yeah. payment. And that means a lot, man. Once you, When you see a motherfucker log in on Twitch and they just be like, what's up? They ain't got to stay but five or ten minutes. That means something, dog. Yeah. That, that, that moves. Yeah. And that's a part. That's a that's part currency. of the support. That, absolutely. Yeah. And so when we're talking about the support, I mean, I think it, all of it, all of it matters. Yep. But even in the face of that, as the artist, knowing your words, because sometimes, man, the most eclectic, the most don't fit motherfuckers get scrutinized and observed from afar. Yeah. It's the easily 
digestible motherfuckers who get a lot of the accolades, who get a lot of the retweets and a lot of this and that and the third. Because it fit in a box that people can't consume. But when you that motherfucker who's a little Mm off-center, eclectic, doing some wild shit, people look at you. They'll tap in to see what you're doing and how you're doing it. And they may not necessarily even big you up all of the time. But they see you. they're, they're, They're observing you. And you just got to keep going. So do you think that those, like, if, if, if you support, if, if people support people, the people in their lives who are creatives, do you think that would help them understand better their value? Yep. Do you think that that would have them push their value up? Yep. And is the, is the inverse true? So if they don't, then you're like, man, my shit trash. My, my homeboys don't even... Fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? I, here, you want you want $100 for this beat? Here, man, take the motherfucker. It's a conversation that we're all having, bro. It's that we get caught up in the numbers. Yeah. And sometimes I got to look over at you, bro, and be like, man, listen. You got to put a mix together, bro. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. And yeah. you might be sitting over there thinking, ain't nobody going to see this shit. And I'm like, bro, people need to feel that shit. People yeah. need to see let me yeah. rephrase that. Yeah. You need to feel yourself creating it. That is right. That's clean. You need to, you clean. need that. Yeah. And I know you enough to know that you need that. Yeah. Sure. And, 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 and when you have the relationship, you, under, you appreciate and value my opinion yep. and the insight. Yep. And so you could actually use that as a battery. To get some shit done. Yeah, and you but, know it, you know it's right as soon as you hear. As it. soon as you hear, bro. You know, you know it like, ain't no lies in it. As as dope as some of these people in our, I call Buck all the time, man. And he, he I know this motherfucker ain't reading, ain't watching our, our, our podcast. <laughs> I call that motherfucker all the time and be like, dude, I just wanna let you know you are a bad motherfucker. I ain't calling to jerk each other off for five, <laughs> ten minutes. I just wanted to call to say that. And he be like, I appreciate it, man. Cause, cause I get moved yeah. at times. Yeah. By like, I mean, I got his work in the crib, right? So yeah. sometimes yeah. I look at it or I see him post something. Or the same yeah, with you know, yeah. all of the people, man. Like, that shit matters. Yeah, dog. And I need to get better at that, but you are motherfucker absolutely right. Absolutely right. That shit, that shit goes a long way. Imagine if somebody put, imagine how you feel. Yeah. Somebody sent you a text about, yo, man, that last podcast y'all did was dope, bro. Y'all really yeah. on to something nice. Yeah. How much does that make your day? Yep. That can make your whole goddamn day. Yep. And, and again, dog, this goes back to what we talked about. In, when you give something, that's what you, that's what you receive. It. You, in order to get something, you got to get in those. I mean, and you, you can make a motherfucker's day. You can make five motherfuckers' day. That, that's in, in less than one minute. <laughs> You can make five yep. motherfuckers' days in, in, in a short amount of time. Just, you know what I'm saying? Just we're doing that. And, bro, and that is knowing your worth. Yeah. Because yeah. here's my worth. I Damn. know I'm a bad motherfucker, bro. Right. Right. And you know how I know it? Right. It's because I go around and I tell other motherfuckers I know that they bad. Yeah. Because my opinion is yeah. so goddamn high <laughs> in my mind that when I tell you you dope, goddamn it. Right. You dope. You dope. Dope as shit. And you gon' believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know I dope buy it. That right. Yeah. And you that ain't that ain't to say it's gonna drown out all of the other voices you got in your head. Right. 
Right. But because I'm dope, right. and I come to you and be like you dope, you be like, damn. Oh, that's yeah. I know my worth in that way. Yeah. And then a lot of times that shit just, like you said, it doesn't drown out those other voices, but it connects the dots. Connects the dots. You might be sitting feeling like you ain't going to do shit today, but you hear that, I'm going to get up. And I'm a motherfucking do something. Yep. Whatever the fuck it is. And that could be the thing that, you know, propels you. So, yeah, man. And so, part, all of that. All of that's clean. One of the things that I love, there are certain DJs that I love, bro. Um, Bobby, oh so fresh, is one of them. He's actually the person who inspired me to even want to DJ. And I've told him this a number of times. That brother knows his worth. I don't know how much he getting paid on a per gig basis, but it ain't what he fucking deserves. Yeah. And But I feel like he knows who he is. He knows his vibe. He knows his worth. And he is uncompromising with that shit. And I fuck with that to the moon. Yeah. Because when you know who you are, when you know what you bring into the table, yeah. then that means you're getting the world to conform to you. And I like that. When you got your own motherfucking gravitational pull, I rock with that. But that's a part of knowing who you are. And yeah. I had to say that, bro, because some of the greats in our area who've been doing this shit yeah. forever, ever, 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 yeah. don't get the shine and the acknowledgement that I feel that they truly deserve. Within the DJ space, yeah. people know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But every opportunity I get, man, I and try. It's, and it's deep because, a couple things, it's deep because this area, I think people sleep on the fact that this area was a mecca, is, is a mecca for, for DJs. And there have been motherfucking amazing cats, like world, like global cats that came from this area that influenced other cats who were amazing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I think we sleep on that because, the, because of the noise. It is so much noise and it's so much other shit going on. We sleep on the fact that it's dudes floating around here, man, who are... You can go to any DJ in any part of this country and they know this cat. Like, they'll be like, yeah, that's, that's a bad motherfucker. Or, yeah, yep. that's my man. Or you say you from D.C., you know DJ so-and-so. Yeah, that's my man. He a bad... You know what I'm saying? I think we, we sleep on that fact. And we don't... I think for those kind of dudes, man, or people, I think the key has always been, and a dude told me this a long time ago, man, you got to make your own lane. If you want to be a dude that's eclected and, and sort of lives on the fringes of the fuck, you have to create your own because there's, there's less and less spaces because these spaces, uh, they are making money. They, they're there. They exist to make money. Gone, long gone are these clubs that are there to be a club. Avant-garde right, shit. Right, exactly. Yeah. They want to be a driving, a cultural, like a nightclub culturally in, in the city. They don't give a fuck about money and all the rest of that shit. They want to just have parties. That shit is gone. Now, 
99.5% of these venues are there to make money. And if you don't fit that model, they're not fucking with you. Unless you can have your own shit, own self-contained party, and you can bring it, and then it, 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 then you have your people that come out and fuck with you and have your way. And there's people who do that too. Yeah. But I think that is, in terms of what we see as these sort of people like we're talking about, that is, the, that is really the, the way to be able to show your value and know your value in a way that is that you can do whatever you want to do and have it and have it be something that's uh, that you can monetize in a way that works for you. You know what I'm saying? But but you're right, dog. And that, and that goes for any creatives, though. Yeah. That goes for, you know, dudes are having their own art show. They're not leaning on these galleries on F Street no more. You know what I'm saying? They're not leaning on these these spaces to do for them. They're doing, They're doing their, their own, own shit. shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're, I mean, music, we all know music has changed. It might have started with music. Motherfuckers is doing their, creating their own uh, styles in their fucking bedrooms. So if we're saying, so are we, let me rephrase that. I think a part of knowing your worth is understanding what your relationship is to the thing. Yep. And doing, and, and what your investment is to it. Yep. And, and be uncompromising about that. Yeah. And also what your relationship is to the greater thing, to know that you're not doing that, that you're not doing that, that I'm going to do this and I need to find and maybe the greater the greater thing and your thing like that's that's all the same, right? Right. Like, right. like it, it's like if you if you exist to make art, then you gonna make art, right? Like, do you want to have a show one day? Do you or, you know somebody come along and say you got to do some wild shit right. to get a venue? Like right. what? Know what your costs are. Yep, that's it. No, 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 know your know your price because that price is going to be relative related to your value. And and again, dog, this is what we talked about last night too. We want to make sure we add that I thought was important. A lot of times, artists, no matter what the sort of medium, they don't think along those lines. They want to create art. That's that's what they want to do. If if you got a motherfucker around you who's good at that other shit. Tap into him. If that's your man, tap into him. Hey, man, help me out with, with yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure this shit out how to go. And, and you guys have, can get that synergy together, man, and make something, make something happen. Because a lot of dudes, like I said, out here, out here doing it for other people, for companies or for their day jobs. But their mans, who's an artist, who's a damn good artist, they need your assistant too. So link with a man and... Yeah. and Within your tribe, y'all can figure that out. Yeah. And maybe you can help, maybe it'll help you define that shit. Right. But, yeah. Right. Um, how you feel about the conversation? Good, man. Shit, that's, uh, it's solid. It's solid. It's solid. And it makes me, uh, and the good thing about these conversations that we have, man, always makes me want to go out and, 
and do something different. So doing this, you know, I can start to go out and uh, and approach things a little bit differently, man, in terms of, of the, the creatives that are around me and and like you said, not just invest in the buying this or also just invest in that time. Yeah. And and a lot of times, man, like even with like Nate shit, when I get up and I and I flick that shit on, a lot of times I'm in it for 10 minutes and then something come up and I gotta go do something else. But when I can sit in that shit and just be in that shit and just vibe, man, that shit makes me feel better. Yeah. And we're creating and all the people. Shout out to Nate, man. Nate Jeezy. Our circle is a beautiful group of people, man. Like we got beautiful men, we got yeah. beautiful women, we got, yeah. you know, just beautiful people, man. Just creating things and 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 and, and healing people in the process. And and yeah. I just hope, you know, everybody got their own story. Everybody got their own struggle. Yep. I just hope that they're able to tap into some of that healing power yeah. that they're creating for other people yeah. to help them heal themselves. And I think they are, man, because like yeah. you can't you can't do what Nate does. I find it hard to believe that you could do what Nate does on Sunday and he not get some type of yeah. you know satisfaction yeah. and gratification from that, bro. Because it's a it's a it's a I love it because it is so authentic and yeah. so. And so real, man. Yeah. And it makes me, you know, being a motherfucker who was raised in church yeah. and loved Bible study and Sunday school and sang yeah. in the choir and yeah. all of that, man. Yeah. It reminds me of my dad. My, yeah. Me and my dad used to sing in the choir together. Shout out to Pop. And, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I can't even, out of all the shit that I fuck around with and that these people create, man, it's something about what, Nate does on Sundays, man, that is extremely healing for me. Yeah. yeah. And, and just triggers so many positive memories, dude. Yeah. So yeah. many. Yeah, and I dope. appreciate him for that. Yeah, that's dope. He got a dope. I, 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 and I'm glad that he, uh, that he sticks with it too, man. He, you know, I'm glad to see it's there every Sunday. That's dope. That's mm -hmm. dope. And it's hard to do, dog. It's hard to do in a times like this and spaces like this. You know what I'm saying? That shit is staying consistent. You know what I'm saying? We and we got a few like that. I yeah. Mean, Ebony does her thing. Man. Oh, consistently. Yeah, staying consistent is hard as shit. It's hard. That's got to be the hardest thing to do. It's, it's, I was talking about cousin to success, dude. It. <laughs> we get mad at weak shit existing. Yeah. But it's consistent. Exactly. Exactly. It's, Dude, a drip of water can put a hole in a rock. Exactly. Yep. You just got to keep doing it. That's it. That's and it. and that's that is That's it. This thing here, I was having a conversation with somebody. Dude, this podcast I feel is just a small piece of a much bigger thing right. that is going to occur. Right. And a lot of the skills, a lot of the discipline yeah. that we are demonstrating yeah. to keep this thing going yep. and working to get it to a point to where it is yep. are, are skills that we are going to use to just do some amazing shit. Yep. And, but 
Yep. It's got to start with this. Yep. It's got to, we got to, it's almost like it's to burn off the fat yep. type of shit yep. to uh, anti-slight <laughs> initiative <laughs> yeah. because yeah. It, it's, we got to, we got, we got some shit to do, yeah. right? And we know yeah. what we working on and we know what we working through and what we trying to, you know, craft and, and move out of the way and yep. make way for and shit. Yeah. And, um, and we're doing that through this. Yep. So much love, man, yes, to sir. us. Yes, sir. For sure. keeping that shit going. Yeah, thank me. Who? I'm great. You mean you? I'm, you, I'm thank, thanking me. Thank you. I like to thank me. I like Snoop to thank myself. <laughs> Snoop Dogg said that shit. <laughs> yeah. I like to thank me for never giving up. For never giving up on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God, I like to thank myself for not uh, killing myself. <laughs> <laughs> for not doing no super oh, dumb man. shit. Right, super dumb. I've done dumb shit, but not no super dumb shit. So, man, I've been listening to this morning, bro. I was listening to the whispering. I heard that shit when I was on that shit. Be nuts. Bro. When it comes to you, time is no better spent. I think the whispers is probably one of the slept on, like, top. I mean, the Whispers, man, were amazing. I Art went to go work. see them at the Birchmere, bro, several times. I love them. With, with uh, both Scotty and Walter? Mm -hmm. before, which one died, Walter? Uh, is that Yeah, the tall dude with the gray hair. Nah, one of the uh, twins died. Recently? No. Yeah. Oh, my God. See, I, I meant to have that iPad here. Yeah, I think one I thought the dude who, so the dude who wrote most of their songs is the toss. Yeah, I think he did he too. This died. a while ago. A while ago, right? He, no, dude, he, he had to die before one of the twins. I didn't know one of the twins died. I want to say, dog, one of the twins died. And shit, if, I, if he didn't, man, I'm wrong and shit for Eves. Matter of fact, I feel like we need to. I don't know. But you know, I, I man, I, I came on some Roberta Flack, man. But you hit. That motherfucking uh, Sister Jones, man. You ever heard, heard that record, Sister Jones? Mm-mm. When she's talking about uh, like a Reverend Jones, he died. Yeah, it's, it's, it's called Reverend something, I think. I don't think it's called Sister. It's not called Reverend Jones? I think it's called Reverend. Okay. Reverend something. I, I, when you, I think that's the name no, of it. No, it's two songs. So she got another song called Reverend something. That's talking about a reverend and his temptation. And she got a and song she, called Sister Jones? It's a song called Sister Jones talked about talking about uh Reverend his wife hmm. talking about her husband dying. I gotta look that, that up. That motherfucker is crazy. Dude, I used to date, so I was 18 and I was dating this 32-year-old babe. That's abuse. It's beautiful abuse. <laughs> so beautiful abuse. She got a Roberta, I got put on the Roberta flag from her. She had, her sister bought her a Roberta flag album when she was a little girl. Yeah. And she didn't remember the song. She didn't remember the album. Yeah. I went out and bought every Roberta flag CD I could find. You're wild, man. And gave them to her as a gift. Yeah. 
And I was like, I don't. I know you were looking for the Roberta Flack, yeah. and you couldn't remember which one it is. Yeah. So I went and bought all the motherfuckers yeah. for her to pick out which one yeah. that her sister actually got for her. Yeah. And that's how I got hip to Roberta Flack. And because she started playing the CDs. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. her voice. Dog, Roberta Flack. And I fell in love. Yeah. I fell in love, bro. Roberta Flack is one of the tops, man. She slept on, too. Slept on, slept on. She slept on too, man. When um, her, the, uh, University. huh? She went to Howard. Yeah, that's how. That's where uh, her and uh, Donnie, Donnie met, I think. Yep. Yep. Um, what is that song that she talks? Uh, my favorite song is a uh, man. I can understand how it might be kind of hard. You the girl for you. Yeah, yeah. Who, Hold on. Uh, Jay Z sampled it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you know who did that first? Who? Nina Simone. <laughs> no. Yes. Listen to the Nina Simone version. Hold on. She did it first. Yes. Hold on. Uh, she did that in the seventies, early seventies. Might even be late sixties. She wrote that. Yes. Oh, I gotta get the fuck up. <laughs> dog, dog, and I keep telling you, world, universe, please understand when I say Nina Simone is the catalyst for everything that came after her. Please understand that. I keep telling them over and over and over again. I'm looking directly at y'all. Who Nina Simone was and who and what she was, and he keeps sleeping on it. You know what I'm saying? Talk about grapevines. No. Thinking great vines was better. Listen, man, I ain't gonna argue with you. Cause you Nina wanna, Simone you did that argue. first. Hold on, Robert. What's the name of the song? Come, um, uh, come on, and on back. Um, See me when you can. Yeah. Now I know yeah. how it might be kind of hard for yeah. you to love a girl. Rihanna saying that. I too. walked. I was getting a divorce. I walked, I walked, bro, from fucking Herndon Clock Tower, from the Clock Tower in Herndon to D.C., listening to that song over and over and over. Nine, down 267, down 66. Nigga, that's, a, that's about five hours of walking. It was, it was all day. I, I, we had just signed the paperwork, that's, and, uh, and I, was watch, I was reading... Oh man, I gotta, I gotta find the joint. Come um, on back. What's the name of the song? Come on back and see me. Come on back and see me when you can. That is a. Now I know. Do what you gotta do. I think it's the yeah, name of the song. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Do yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Somebody out there knew. Okay, yeah. Do what you gotta do. Dog, Nina did that first, and and again, and Roberta reminds me of Nina. So it was written by Jimmy Webb, and he. They say you left a fuss and fight and bring a man down and don't know how to treat him when he takes you on the town. They see you ain't behind it. 
just don't understand And think that you're a woman But you're acting like a man Could stream let the whole round world know it wasn't you and cause this bit of fate all these years you lived in and you knows it's true it's what you want for your baby it's what he's wanting to His mind is blown. Everybody out there? Dog. Man, I can understand how it might be kind of hard Dog. to love a girl like me. This is whack. <laughs> <laughs>